Next, ReachMD presents this month's special series, Focus on Nutrition and Nutrition Science. As increasing evidence points to nutrition as a key factor in disease prevention and management, we're highlighting current topics, research, and best practices in the field. It's impossible to watch the news without hearing about the escalating rates of obesity in adolescents. Have parents given away control of the kitchen to their kids, to food manufacturers, to fast food restaurants, and to their work schedules? It's time for a family wake-up call. You're listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm PA Lisa DeAndre Linnell, your host, and with me today is physician assistant Amy Hendel. Amy is a medical and lifestyle reporter, a columnist, and a health host. Her work can be seen on The Today Show, The Early Show, Discovery Health, Fox News, InStyle Magazine, and many other popular media and print. Amy has spent her career motivating and teaching people how to get healthy. And she writes about it in her new book, The Four Habits of Healthy Families. Hi, Amy. Welcome to ReachMD. Thank you so much for having me. Amy, you focus this new book on the family. Why is the family so important? You know, I think that the family concept has been the elephant in the room for some time. And by that, I mean, you know, think about what we say about charity. Just like charity begins in the home, so does good eating begin in the home. And I think we've all been tiptoeing around a lot of other angles of the obesity crisis and the health crisis, and we point to the TV and advertising and modern technology, but frankly, it all starts in the home with Family Central, so I think it's really time to start focusing on that and really talking about it. Well, quick fixes and fad diets is definitely what we see on TV, and this book doesn't give any of that. It takes you back to the basics of healthy eating and good old-fashioned exercise, and why do you think Americans keep moving away from the basics? Look, I am a parent. I'm also a working mom, and I get the fact that adults typically go on diets. They find themselves suddenly in a situation where they've gained weight for a variety of reasons, most often because the energy balance is out of whack. They stop moving a lot when they become adults, if they were even moving as kids. And so they're consistently on diets, or they're consistently joining new clubs or trying new exercise classes. I think that they don't apply those principles to their kids. They look at their kids and either they think the kids are not heavy because they're comparing them to other children around them, the kids have to deal with homework and and they're trying to get into great colleges and so you focus on a lot of sitting and it is really challenging to make the time to carve out exercise hours and it's also kind of challenging in these days of processed foods and easy convenience to get back in the kitchen and start cooking again. So I think convenience is a big part of it. I think as a parent, it's not so easy to spend hours with your kid and just do basic playtime and not put them in front of a TV. But we need to start to wake up and realize that the statistics are staggering and we need to rethink what we're doing. What key things should a family do early on with their children to develop these healthy habits? I think we all forget what incredibly fun lessons are to be learned in the kitchen, during a shopping food experience, just by going outside and looking at nature, and we try and make it 
so much more complicated than it needs to be. I recall great fun times of going to the supermarket with my mom, but we all make supermarket shopping so fast now that we don't give it the time it deserves, and we don't think to take our kids there and have them do taste testing and have them smell things and have them look at colors and have them create menu plans with you. We just don't do it. It takes a little effort. It means you're going to be in the supermarket longer, but that's fun stuff, and if we would simply give our our children nutrition lessons as early on fun stuff, they'd be getting natural education and they'd have more respect for food as fuel and more respect for the natural tastes of food. Ditto for the exercise. I get it. I am a very stressed and, you know, multitasking woman, but nothing interferes with my hour of exercise and I always made sure that my kids did stuff with me in the house as part of my exercise routine from the time they were very young. They were the weights that I lifted and they loved that and then they became the weights that sat on me while I did all kinds of floor exercises and then they started to go to the gym with me or do outside stuff with me. So you need to lead by example. You can't just talk the talk. you got to walk the walk and you've got to invite them from the beginning. All right, so we buy in. As a family, we want to get healthier. How do we begin this process? So that's where my book came in. And I think that certainly when it comes to a just starting out family, it's obviously easier to engage with book principles and book suggestions than when you're trying to do a lifestyle change in a family, which is a lot of, you know, the examples that I use in the book. Here's a family that was going down a really disastrous path, and here's how we brought them back to a better place. But it can be done in either situation. So I created this 4P approach, plan, prepare, portion, And it's an organizational approach that involves every member of the family. I do realize that in some families there's a child that needs to lose weight. But let's not forget that if the other children happen to be slim, they've got a metabolic gift But that doesn't mean that there aren't serious arterial changes happening, inflammatory changes happening, fat that's being laid down around organs that we can't necessarily see visually, changes in high blood pressure, changes rather in blood pressure because of sodium consumption. So you can't only use how a child looks as a measure of what health habits a child needs. And again, we've got to apply those same principles to ourselves. So why wouldn't a family get together and do menu planning for the week, which is also going to end a lot of food battles because if the kids agree to the menu planning and they don't want to eat it, you get to refer back and say, hey, this is what you voted on. Next week we can do something else. You want to involve the kids in the shopping, the unpacking, and a lot of the prep that I typically do on one day of the week so I get a lot of my main entrees already prepared or cooked so that those dinners during the week are much easier. I prepare snacks ahead of time, involve the kids so that they are choosing the snacks. And it's this kind of, you know, involvement of the family unit where you kind of become a teen. I might also point out that as a parent of now teenagers and young adults, a lot of good conversation happens when you do in a carpool. Well, a lot of great conversation happens in the kitchen when you're cooking and prepping. So it's a great way to connect with your kids and to really talk about other things too, not just nutrition and exercise. And finally, as I say, you can go for a walk with your child. It doesn't need to be more than that. And that's a great time, again, to be spending quality time with your child and getting in an exercise experience.
If you're just joining us, you're listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm PA Lisa DeAndre Linnell, and I'm speaking with physician assistant Amy Hendel. Amy is a medical and lifestyle reporter whose work can be seen on the Today Show, the Early Show, Discovery Health, and many other popular media in print. And she's here today discussing her new book, The Four Habits of Healthy Families. So Amy, getting the whole family involved sounds great, but let's talk about teenagers. It's difficult enough to get a teenager to sit at the dinner table with you, let alone engage them in the process. What are your best teenager tips? Well, let me start by saying that I was just at a great event the other day. It was the anniversary of Michelle Obama's Let's Move campaign. And certainly the First Lady has put herself out there giving this full throttle as her platform, and she's also involved the Surgeon General, who additionally embraces this whole concept of let's file childhood obesity, teen obesity, and so I met with the Surgeon General. I was delighted to see she doesn't only talk the talk to the teens, because there were a number of teens at this anniversary event at Models in Times Square, but she also walks the walk. She participated with a number of inter-school teens in a dance event. So Alvin Ailey came down, they were teaching hip-hop, and boy, did the Surgeon General get out there and get her groove on. And I think she really connected with the teens because they didn't just see her as a talking spokesperson. They saw her joining in and doing what she was suggesting to them that they do. So that's first and foremost. I think mentoring is very important with teens. And I'm involved, again, in an organization called Health Corps, which sends college grads into inner-city schools where they can teach nutrition, lifestyle, self-resiliency. And again, when they're looking to mentors close in age, they buy into it a little more. So you can't talk down to teens if you're a parent. You have to involve them. You have to, you know, kind of implore them to think, how do you feel after you eat fast food? Can we try this instead? Can I send you to the computer and can you look up some light recipes, versions of what you like, just lighter and healthier, and let's try them together in the kitchen? I think if you present it to them without shoving it down their throats, I think if you appeal to their intellectual aspect and quality and say, hey, can we do this together? I want you to feel better when you exercise. I want you to feel better when you do sports activities. You will feel better if you choose a sport and want to participate. I think that's how you get it started. But every kid is different. Every family is different. And so I do use a lot of case studies in my book to try and showcase families that might kind of click with your situation. Amy, how much of obesity is nature versus nurture? I'm so glad you asked that because the other day a new study came out, and I know, you know, from week to week one study can negate another study, but I thought this one was pretty provocative. It's something that I've been saying for 25 years, and it said that kids' rising obesity rates are due to bad habits, not genes. And it was a pretty large study of a 1,000 Michigan sixth-grade students. They participated in a healthy school program, and they were watched, and clearly when lifestyle habits changed, Weights went down, BMI went down, blood pressure responded, insulin resistance disappeared. So, yes, we are all born with a certain body frame. We certainly have a family history of diseases we need to contend with. We may have a certain metabolic rate that reflects our parents' metabolic rate, but it's what's happening from birth and on. Kids are being given solids too soon in infancy sometimes. They're not being breastfed, which is fine if it doesn't work for you, but that doesn't mean you necessarily introduce food earlier. They're not being taught to move. They're being put in front of TVs at age one and two. 
to. They're being given soda in their bottles. They're being taken to fast food restaurants as if it's an American initiation right by age three. We need to stop this. Not cut it out completely, but position it in a more healthier lifestyle you know, process. And I do think, as I point out in the book repeatedly, parents have a big role in this, and they need to not feel like they're being attacked. Everybody wants what's best for the children, and what's best is not happening right now. What about carbohydrates? Are they the true villains? You know, this is the ongoing discussion, and I think it's interesting. Let's start by saying that if the carbohydrate comes in the form of liquid calories, it's bad news. I do buy into that. I do think carbohydrates are very important fuel. We're not eating enough whole grain carbohydrates with their high fiber contents. And even the healthy ones, we tend to justify and not portion control. So certainly you want to be eating fruits and vegetables as your primary carbohydrate. We should be targeting 10 to 12 servings total of fruits and vegetables a day, which would be a lot of fiber and a lot of bulk and a lot of good taste if you're buying in season. And then add in some whole grain portion-controlled measured sizes. But I think what happened was... You know, each decade has its own revolution, and we went from don't eat fat to sure eat carbs, and it never should have been that message. It should have been choose the superstars from each food group, portion control them, and then begin to learn how many servings of each food group you need personally in your daily diet. So I wouldn't call it the ultimate enemy, but I'd say we're tremendous overeaters of the unhealthy carbs. Amy, where can the listeners get more information about staying healthy and getting healthy and about your book, The Four Habits of Healthy Families? Certainly, the book is available online at Amazon.com or in Barnes & Noble. I have a newsletter that I send out for free every week. You can sign up for it at HealthGal.com. I write an obesity blog, which really covers the gamut of lifestyle at healthcentral.com under their obesity connection. And I also write the daily blog for Dr. Oz's Health Cores group, this mentoring group that goes into schools, and that's at healthcores.org. So a lot of free information, but bottom line is go to reputable sources, take small steps, Understand that it's all about balance, but don't ignore it. Do something. Amy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. I'd like to thank my guest, Amy Hendel, for helping our families get healthy and stay healthy for life. And you can catch Amy streaming online with great recipes and lifestyle makeovers at HealthyNation.com and on her website at www.HealthGal.com. You've been listening to this month's special series, Focus on Nutrition and Nutrition Science. For downloadable podcasts of programs in this series, go to ReachMD.com and choose the series, Focus on Nutrition and Nutrition Science.